This is the Dallas Morning News. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Dallas Morning News. It's Monday, February 6th, and this is your Dallas Morning News. Today's forecast calls for cloudy skies with a high near 69 and a low near 58. Here are today's headlines. The massive white orb that drifted across U.S. airspace triggered a diplomatic maelstrom and blew up on social media. China insists the balloon was just an errant civilian airship used mainly for meteorological research that went off course due to winds and had only limited self-steering capabilities. The Pentagon and other U.S. officials say it was a Chinese spy balloon about the size of three school buses that moved east over America at an altitude of about 60,000 feet, 18,600 meters. The U.S. says it was being used for surveillance and intelligence collection, but officials have provided few details. U.S. officials say the Biden administration was aware of it even before it crossed into American airspace in Alaska early this past week. Retired Army General John Ferrari, a visiting fellow at the American Enterprise Institute, said the flight itself could be used to test America's ability to detect incoming threats and to find holes in the country's air defense warning system. In other news, after a winter storm swept parts of Texas for four days and left hundreds of thousands without power, Governor Abbott has issued a disaster declaration for seven counties impacted by the storm. The declaration includes Denton, Hayes, Milam, Smith, Travis, and Williamson counties. The governor said in a statement that additional counties may be added to the declaration as officials complete damage assessments. The declaration allows the state to exercise emergency powers in order to respond to a disaster. In Dallas-Fort Worth, temperatures were at or below freezing for 89 consecutive hours from Sunday night to Thursday, and much of the North Texas region was under winter storm or ice storm warnings. School districts were closed through Friday. Slick roads created difficult driving conditions. Public transportation experienced significant delays. Airport cancellations piled up, and even mail delivery was halted for some residents. Up next, the Dallas Mavericks have traded for the Brooklyn Nets' uber-talented, controversial all-star Kyrie Irving. According to multiple people familiar with the deal, the Nets will also send reserve power forward center Markeith Morris to Dallas in exchange for starters Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith, a 2029 first-round pick and second-round picks in 2027 and 2029. After previous executives failed to land a co-star next to Luka Doncic, general manager Nico Harrison and company took their biggest and riskiest swing four days before the NBA's February 9th trade deadline. On the court, Irving's addition appears to be a standout fit next to Doncic. Off the court, Irving's outlook remains a concern. In the fall, the Nets suspended him for eight games after he promoted an anti-Semitic film filled with Holocaust conspiracy theories on social media and refused to apologize. And Richard Cantrell Marcus, who as the last founding family member to run Dallas-based Neiman Marcus led the company at a time of a major expansion outside Texas, died Saturday at his home in Austin from complications associated with Alzheimer's disease and Lewy body dementia. 
Marcus, the chairman and CEO from 1979 to 1988, was one of only three family members to be the retailer's chief executive. Neiman Marcus had grown to 19 stores in nine states by the time Marcus stepped down a year after the business, which at that point was owned by Los Angeles-based Carter Holly Hale Stores, was spun off as a public company. Marcus oversaw the luxury retailer's first big catalog expansion with a 270,000 square foot modern distribution and IT operation built in Las Colinas. He also kept the downtown Dallas store open as other department stores left in the 1980s. Richard Cantrell Marcus was 84 years old. Thanks for listening. For more on today's stories and for the latest breaking news, visit dallasnews.com. Enjoy your day. Spoken Layer. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.